Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Well, I promise you I'm going to do everything I can to make this podcast significantly more entertaining than the game was. Uh, but when your team walks away with a W, that is all that matters. And that's exactly what the Sacramento Kings do. A 113-92 victory over the New York Knicks inside Madison Square Garden. De'Aaron Fox leads the way, 24 points uh, for the point guard. Buddy Heel chipped in, 22. Really a balanced scoring ever, particularly from the starters. We saw Harrison Barnes uh, with 19. Rashawn Holmes uh, went for 14. 10 rebounds for Rashawn Holmes, 10 points. Uh, for Nemanja Bjelica to go along with his eight rebounds and six assists. Again, a, a really balanced effort from the Sacramento Kings. They didn't lead from the beginning to the end. Uh, they were down, I think, by about six a couple of minutes into the game. Uh, but they went on a run after that, and they put this thing away. They never looked back. This game really wasn't close. They were up by as many uh, as 30 on uh, numerous occasions. The league got down to 20, uh, and... Luke Walton wasn't particularly thrilled with that, uh, put some of his starters back in the game. But we'll go over all of that for those of you uh, who may have missed it or just want a quick recap here. The Sacramento Kings win their second straight ball game after an 0-5 start. The Kings move uh, to 2-5. and They'll head to Toronto after that. Or excuse me, after this, they'll head to Toronto, uh, and then they'll take on the Atlanta Hawks before coming back. This is going to be the most time that the Kings, I think, have had off. Uh, they have two days off uh, before they take on uh, the Toronto Raptors on Wednesday, then they'll take on the Atlanta Hawks on Friday, and then they won't have another game uh, until November 12th when they take on Tuesday, November 12th, when they'll take on uh, the Portland Trailblazers uh, at home. So the Kings, you know, I don't I don't really know what to do with this one here. Um, I'll be honest. I, I did one, and I think I told you as much. I didn't think the game was going to go this way. I, I, I thought the Kings, if they won, they were going to have to fight significantly harder uh, to get a victory, the 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 Knicks were coming off. I've seen the Knicks play three times this year. Uh, twice, it was against the Boston Celtics, uh, and one time I saw them play the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets game they lost one thirteen to one oh nine. They got blown out the first time they played the Celtics, and then you know they lost by two. Uh, Jason Tatum hit that late shot at the same time. All of the drama was going on uh, with the with the Kings and and the Jazz. Uh, the Celtics and, and and the New York Knicks had had, had had a really fun ball game just a couple hours before. And I thought, okay, you know, I, I, I don't think the Knicks are the pushover that we think they are. But then I realized, yeah, the, I just, I really have seen the Knicks' best games all year. Uh, they, they, they were beat up by Orlando. They beat Chicago. I didn't, I, I didn't see any of that game. I, I don't even recall it existing. Uh, and then they were uh, beat up by the San Antonio Spurs to start the season. So, I think I've seen the Knicks' best ball this year, with, with the exception of their win against Chicago. I've I've seen their best play. I thought, ah, oh, this is this is going to be a tough out. They're going to have to travel back from Boston. I mean, Boston to New York uh, is a significantly shorter flight than Sacramento to New York, in, in in the same time space, they even got you know a couple hour head start. By the time the Kings were done with media and getting on a plane headed to New York, I'm guessing the the Knicks had already landed after their game with Boston. And so I thought this was going to be a really difficult matchup. I thought it was going to be a rough day for De'Aaron Fox, given how hard 
De'Aaron Fox was playing on, on Friday. Like, he was everywhere against the Utah Jazz. And he was everywhere against the New York Knicks today. And, it, and again, it was something that I just didn't think that he was going to be able to do. Uh, I thought the travel was going to be tough for him. I thought the short turnaround was going to be tough. And, and it wasn't. Uh, but the Knicks are bad. Let, let's let's just admit that that's a that that's a e me right there. That that's that's a my bad. Uh, I thought this was going to be tougher for them. And then after watching the Knicks play, it was just like and the Kings. You know, you, you we go back to the Phoenix Suns game and you you look at yeah, gosh, the Kings are leading this game. It just doesn't really feel like they're playing well. This isn't this wasn't the case with with the with the Kings. I don't think that they did anything spectacular, but they didn't have to. The Knicks were bad. And they forced the Knicks to make a lot of mistakes. Knicks were shooting terrible. And unlike uh, what happened through, the, through, through, through various points of the game, uh, particularly late in the game uh, on Friday, when the Knicks started making like mistake after mistake after mistake, the, the Kings were able to take advantage of all of them. And they were able to, they were able to stretch a lead. When, when the door was opened... Uh, for them to stretch out a lead, they took it on on numerous occasions. Uh, the Kings had a 32-23 lead just after the first quarter, and they were able to build upon that. That you know the dreaded third quarter, it never happened. Uh, it, it it never happened, and and the Kings stayed fluid. There was there was ball movement again. Uh, some of the positives that you took away, you know, from the Denver game, some of the positives that you took away uh, from the Utah game, you, you know, you saw them on full display here. Twenty five assists. Uh, for the Sacramento Kings, just 13 turnovers. I'm sure Luke Walton would like to see that number cut down a little bit more, but it's significantly better than than you know than what we've seen lately. If their defense has made a change, and it looked like against Utah, we had seen a different defensive effort from the Sacramento Kings. And effort's the wrong word. Forgive me for that. I'm not implying that the Sacramento Kings aren't attempting or weren't attempting to play hard, but defensively, the Kings looked different. Against Utah, that carried over here today, and I go back and I poked fun, and I was frustrated with Luke Walton talking about the changes and and and, and how hard the team is working behind the scenes, and you just don't see it, you know, after the Charlotte loss, and I kind of called bullcrap on that. And if if what he's talking about is defense, then you know whether you're going against a good team or a bad team, defense is going to carry over. You know, Utah is a very good team, and we saw them play play it, you know their highest level defensively this season. You know, maybe one of their highest levels defensively, you know, dating back to the beginning of last season. And no matter how bad the Knicks are, we saw them do that again today. Uh, And I think they should be applauded for that. Again, this game wasn't fun. It wasn't enjoyable to watch. Uh, Just the Kings blew them out pretty much from beginning to end. As I mentioned, they were down six, uh, but then they went on a 13-2 run. Uh, David Fisdale had to call a timeout to regroup. The Kings were shooting 65% midway through the first. Uh, They built an 11-point lead. They had balanced scoring from everybody. Trevor Ariza steps on the floor. He hit his first shot. Uh, Knicks kind of chipped away at it. They got the lead down to nine. Um, And that's it was 32-23, as I just mentioned, entering the second. Uh, Buddy had nine. uh, Or excuse me, Buddy had eight. De'Aaron had nine. And, And New York was a disaster there in that first quarter. They dug themselves a hole that... They they really couldn't dig themselves out of, and then the second quarter started, and the Kings scored eleven straight, and that was the that that was pretty much it. Not pretty much, that was it. That was the end of the game right there. Uh, they scored eleven straight. Uh, the lead ballooned up to twenty. Uh, their shooting percentage had fallen, but they were shooting fifty percent from the field. The Knicks were shooting thirty one percent. There was a point 
There was a point at the beginning of the second quarter where the Knicks were shooting 31% from the field, uh, 30% from three, and 33% from the foul line. They were awfully consistent in their shooting. Uh, it was ugly. Uh, King, I think the Knicks scored their first basket. I have it marked down here as 656. And I'm convinced I wrote that wrong. Like, they didn't score their first basket in the second quarter uh, until 656 left on the clock. They went on a little mini run after that. And when I say mini, it, 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 it was mini. They got within 12. Uh, but they had, I mean, they had poor ball movement. They had poor execution. And then they had some timely baskets. The Kings had some timely baskets from, from, from Buddy Heald and Rashawn Holmes. And they kept a, a pretty comfortable lead. The Kings took a 20-point lead into halftime. Uh, De'Aaron and Buddy continued to lead the way. They had 13 each. Belly had six rebounds, uh, 13 assists, uh, 13 team assists there in the first half. And again, only six turnovers. So it was a really, you know, we we just gave you the, the, the final game numbers. And now you look at these first half numbers and you realize this, Kings was playing pretty consistent. They were pre- playing pretty consistent ball from half one uh, to half number two. The third quarter gets here. And I don't think a Sacramento Kings fan out there uh, was holding their breath entering the third quarter. Uh, I didn't think twice about it. I was not even remotely concerned. Uh, my only question would be, was were they going to outscore their opponent? I didn't think they were going to blow this 20-point lead. Uh, I didn't think the Knicks were good enough to snatch back, the, you know, to, to, to claw back in from this 20-point lead. Uh, I just thought they're going to be fine. No matter what they do here in this third quarter, they're going to be fine because they can't blow it. They just can't. Not against this team. Not on this day. And that wasn't the case. The Kings won their first third quarter of the season, uh, much to the relief of Kings fans all across social media. Uh, and they won the quarter 29-23. to 23. And then they went into the fourth quarter. And again, I told you, I don't know how good of a job I'm doing, but I'm doing my best here to make a really un- uh, make an entertaining podcast out of a really unentertaining game. Uh, the fourth quarter rolled around, and we got a little bit of Corey Joseph. Uh, we got a little Wayne and Gabriel. And then we saw the lead start to shrink a little bit. And this is something that I actually really liked. We saw the lead get down to, you know, it was 30. It got down to 20. And Luke Walton called timeout with like eight minutes left. And he put Fox, uh, he put De'Aaron, Rashawn Holmes, and, and, and Buddy back in. And I thought, okay, he's, he's, he's trying to settle things down a little bit, but I think he's Maybe sending a little message here, too. That was one of my biggest takeaways from this game because I felt like Luke kept coaching all the way till the end. Uh, I didn't feel like he shut down. I didn't feel like he kind of uh, quieted down. I thought he just kept like, hey, we're up 30, but that we, let's, we don't need to get lazy. We don't need to get lazy. We don't need to give them any hope. We don't need to let, let them get back in the game, and we don't need to create film for ourselves to go back and watch and look at all of the things that we did wrong. We don't need to do that. Play good ball. All day long. Let's keep it going here through the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm going to put Wayne and Gabriel in there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to let Corey Joseph get some run. I'm going to let James get, you know, a couple of minutes under his belt. Caleb Swan again is going to get a couple of minutes. Uh, but let's play hard through the final buzzer. And for the most part, I think the Sacramento Kings did do that despite losing the final quarter by five. It, it, they, they were up 30 entering it. It, it didn't really matter. Um, so two straight wins. For the Sacramento Kings. And now, you know, we're as fans. How do we how do we shape this? Because right? it's like, oh, aha, here we go. Is this, is this it? Is this the big change? Is this the big moment? Are we back? Are we talking? 
What are we talking here? Maybe 77 and 5? Ah, that's too much. Don't be silly. 76 and 6. That's what we're talking about right now. Like, it's easy. It's just a pendulum swinging. Or are we looking at this like, ah, the Kings beat a bad New York Knicks team? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter how you look at it. There's only one reality. And the reality is the Sacramento Kings lost their first five games of the season and they won the last two. We can spend the next two days trying to figure out what it all means. I didn't walk away from this game going, whoo-hoo, okay, now I, think, now I think the Kings have their identity again. Now I think we're back to seeing what everybody expected this year. Like, no, I don't think we've seen that. I, I, I don't think we've seen that, you know, team that gets out there and runs and flies. I don't think that at all. As a matter of fact, I think in the last two games, you know, the two wins that the Kings have, I think we see them playing more half-court basketball than we have in the last season and a half. And I think there's a lot to digest about that. You have to be able to play half-court basketball. Kings were terrible at it last year. Of course, we all looked at it like, well, the Kings were their best when they were running up and down the court. Kings were their best when they were blown by Dwayne Wade. The Kings were their best when Eric Spolstra and Greg Popovich, we beat the Spurs every time we played them last year. Like, we remember that. But also, the Kings won 39 games last year. And if we take the Sacramento Kings decade-plus-long curve out of it, that's not good. 39 wins is not good. They've got to be better than that. And to be better in that, you have to be better in the half court. And we saw them tonight play a half court offense. We saw them on Friday. You know, case in point, fast break points. Kings only had nine of them. Kings had nine. One of them was a, a windmill dunk by De'Aaron Fox. When the game was essentially over, they had 42 points in the paint. They were playing half court ball. They have to get better at half-court ball. If you want this team to win games late in the season, you remember where they sputtered last year. If you want the Sacramento Kings to win games late in the season, they're going to have to be able to play in the half-court. Now, the scary part is, is will they put themselves in position to make the playoffs by playing in the half-court all year long? Is there a balance of being able to push the pace, being able to run, being able to get up and down the floor and still being being able to play half court when they're forced to. Because I, I think the Kings had gotten to a point last year, particularly if their shots were falling, and that's kind of the dangerous that's kind of the dangerous part about the way the Kings play, and that's the dangerous part about the way any team that runs plays. If your shots don't fall, you're going to find yourself behind here. Uh, pretty quick. We'll get back to this conversation. Let's hear what Luke Walton has to say after the Kings' second straight win. Oh, really, you know, trying to set a tone for a road trip with the first game. It's, it's kind of uh, important to come out with a, 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 good, a good start, and especially flying across the country. I was very happy with our guys' effort level, performance level. The shots were going in, which is... Uh, always nice, um, but as a coach, I'm constantly looking for how are we playing? Are we getting better at our defensive schemes? Are we executing our offensive plays? Are we making the unselfish play? And I thought we really did a nice job of that in the first half tonight. Um, and you know, we the you know the the two of our big keys were we got to start cutting down turnovers, which we did a nice job of tonight, and trying to you know really 
really compete in a rebound battle against this team that's got a lot of big, uh, big men on their team. So I, I, I thought uh, we, we really did a nice job in those two keys of the game tonight. So happy with the overall effort. Coach, on the, D, on the uh, rebounding effort, it was 49-39, I think, something like that. You talk a little about uh, it seemed like you guys really in the first half made a stake to claim there and just took control. Yeah, well, it's what we've been you know, teaching. With, with our team and who we are as a group and how we want to play, rebounding is such a huge part of that. And uh, we've had some nice moments this season, and we've gotten absolutely uh, crushed, including out in India early in the season. Uh, in the preseason so you know the way we're going to be a good rebounding team is when our guys understand it's all five and i thought we had a lot uh, of nice team rebounds tonight where guards were coming back in from the perimeter uh you know flying in to help the bigs who were boxing out and wrestling matches so uh that's that's how we'll be a consistent good rebounding team and tonight was you know i'll go back watch the tape i think tonight was probably our best team rebounding effort there's been so much attention on the third quarters to come away tonight in a, in a victory in that quarter. How big of a step forward was that for you guys? Um, it, it, it's nice. that I, I thought our third quarter last game was pretty good, too. We haven't talked about it at halftime the last two games. Uh, I think part of it was what everyone was making of it it was just adding to the pressure of it you know we got a good group when they play loose um, they're a lot of fun to coach they're a lot of fun to watch and uh, they you know we can score the ball so uh, it was back-to-back games I've been very pleased with the, the third quarter things are getting a little close there in the fourth quarter close enough to say that De'Aaron's chase down block save things or stop winning play for sure NBA games are never over and that's why all these games we're playing in are such great learning opportunities for our group we're a new group. We haven't seen De'Aaron Fox get blitzed yet. All right, so how are we going to attack that when that happens? And, you know, these are these are great chances for us to feel that, watch film on it, learn from it, get better as a group. De'Aaron Fox's chase down block, momentum changer. Uh, in, in, in a league where, you know, 20-point leads will go like that, I feel like that was kind of, you know, those are the type of plays that we need to make throughout games. And uh, that was that was a nice moment for us. You've had to make the triple a long time going from west to east. Is that first game usually a concern, have you found? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough. It really is. I mean, you, you wake up and... It's, you know, the, the, the hour, the three-hour time change is difficult. You normally don't have time to get a practice in before the first game, so you haven't got a sweat since the flight. Um, but our guys were, you know, they they were they were ready for it. Um, I've been a part of it where you come across the country and lose by 32, but tonight our guys had good legs, good energy, and uh, came out with a, a nice, a nice uh, you know, spark to the way that we, we played the game. You mentioned that chase down block, but just Fox overall, how impressed were you today? Very good. Very good. Um, we'll get, you know, me and him had a nice sit down on the plane yesterday and kind of went through a lot of his clips from the game before. Uh, we'll do the same thing tomorrow. Uh, you know, he's he's when he plays like that, it gives our whole team confidence on both ends, of, both sides of the court. So I thought it was another very good all-around performance just with the, how aggressive he was uh, tonight. So that's, uh, that's what we're looking for. You might find this hard to believe. I can't read minds. Uh, but when Luke Walton was asked about that third quarter, when he was asked the third quarter question, I felt like he wanted to say, because you heard him take that 
You heard him take that nice long pause right there looking for the right word. And he was very diplomatic in his response and like, oh, it's just what other people are making of it. I think what he wanted to say is, we don't, you get, it was 30 to 27 or something along those lines. That was a score against Utah in the third quarter or somewhere around there. Like we had a pretty damn good third quarter on Friday. But you idiots out there are creating this narrative that we can't win the third quarter, that every third quarter is a disaster, or that you have to drink copious amounts of alcohol to watch your team play. And th- not speaking of anybody in particular, I'm just saying that's the narrative that's out there. Uh, I feel like that's what he wanted to say, but he was being very diplomatic in his response and being uh, uh, very measured in the words that he used. Because obviously he hears, he knows the noise out there that the Kings had uh, not only had they uh, lost uh, every quarter, every third quarter this season, uh, but with the exception of Friday, they had virtually been blown out in every third quarter uh, that they've been in this season. Uh, another note, and I got this from my... Uh, good buddy Jason Ross, 100th win for Luke Walton, 100th career win, which I wouldn't have guessed because remember, his wins with the Warriors don't count, strangely enough. So that's Luke Walton's 100th career victory. Uh, but as I was saying before we went to Luke Walton, you know, playing in the half court is kind of the difference between, you know, winning and losing playoff series. It's 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 the difference between being a fun and exciting team uh, that wins you some games, maybe in advances to the playoffs, but can't get you out of the first round and I I I I would still be marveled if the idea is well let's just abandon everything that we did last year and play in the half court but I know that through seven games of this season and and they're two and five but through seven games of this season we haven't seen them run we haven't seen them play the pace that they've had Uh, we haven't seen them play at the pace that they did last year but We've seen them attempt to figure out the half-court offense. They obviously did a very good job of it today against a very bad New York Knicks team. But I'd argue they did a pretty good job with it on Friday as well against a very good Utah Jazz team. So I say all that to say the Kings are 2-5. and They've won their last two games. That's all good. I don't know what to make of it. Like, I don't know what to make of today's game other than they won. 32, 29, 29, and 23. Those are the points by quarters. I don't know what to make of it. It's not like, okay, that's that's the team. That's the team everybody, every single national analyst wrote about. That's it right there. Did you see how they ran up the floor? Did you see how De'Aaron Fox dictated the pace? I didn't see that at all this this game or last game. I haven't seen it at all this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that the Kings have won their last two games. Uh, I just don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to think of it. But it's better than them being 0-7. It's better than them being 1-6. Uh, we'll figure it out along the way. We don't have to have all of the answers seven games into the season. It's like in the NFL. You know, I host a daily podcast uh, for those who are interested in hearing about topics outside of the Sacramento Kings, for those who are interested in, you know, hearing about the NFL or other NBA games or whatever the major sports stories are. Just search my name, Damian Barling, or search the podcast with Damian Barling, whatever podcast platform that you're listening to this one, and become a subscriber. But it's like in the NFL. In the NFL, we've we've got to figure out, well, we're a quarter way through the season. Who's the MVP? And we've got to we've got to give out the MVP award as quickly as possible so we can see if the guy loses it. We've got to make our predictions before the year starts. And then we've got to see if they live up to our predictions. And then just, well, we're a quarter way through the year. Now in the NFL, we're over a halfway through the year. Well, who's the MVP? We've got to determine the MVP now because we got to figure out if they're going to lose it. 
Patrick Mahomes, was he the MVP? Was he going to win back-to-back MVPs? Well, he got hurt. Now he's, who is it? It's, well, the guy that I picked before the season, I'm feeling pretty damn good about right now. It was Russell Wilson. But that's what we do in sports. That's, 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 that's what uh, sports Twitter is. That's what sports media is. That's what sports podcasts are. We've got to react. And we can only react to what we just saw. Like, I hate when guys, like, I, it cracks me up when radio show hosts actually go on the radio and say, well, you can't evaluate this. You can't evaluate a player. You can't evaluate a team. You can't evaluate this until you're, you know, a quarter way through the season. I was like, okay, well, what the hell are you going to do for the next month then? What are you going to talk about? If you're not going to talk about you, if you're not going to talk about what they did last night, if you don't want to about, you don't have to project. And that's not what we're going to do here on this podcast. We can't project what the Kings are going to do next. All we could do is look back at what they did today and then try to look back at the totality of what we've seen through seven games of the season. What we've seen through seven games of the Sacramento Kings season is dramatically different than what we saw last year. What we saw in these first two wins of the Sacramento Kings season is nothing like what we saw when the Sacramento Kings were getting W's this year. What does it all mean? Psh, I don't know. We'll just we'll just hunger down and find out together. And we're not going to have to wait too long because, as I mentioned, the Sacramento Kings play again here uh, in just a couple of days. They'll take on the Toronto Raptors uh, on Wednesday. And, of course, we'll have a podcast immediately following that game on Wednesday night for you. And uh, we'll also have a podcast Im- immediately following Friday night's game uh, when they take on the Atlanta Hawks. So I appreciate you being here. Uh, As always, if you are not a subscriber yet, uh, please become one. Hit the subscribe button, uh, whatever podcast platform you are listening on. If you have a podcast platform that allows you to rate or review the show, please uh, leave us that five-star rating if you think we're worth it. If you got an extra... And hitting the five stars, particularly there if you're on Apple Podcast, hitting that five stars, it, it literally takes a split second. All you have to do is just... Touch your screen. That's it. Oh, where's the fifth star? Boom. Touch your screen. Now, if you've got an extra 60 to 90 seconds and you want to leave us a glowing review about how charming the host is and how fantastic the Hootball Podcast Network is, please feel free. Uh, I'm not going to turn that away. If you're on any other podcast platform, keep those reviews coming. Uh, keep the subscriptions uh, coming. Uh, but either way, just keep listening. We greatly appreciate it. I appreciate it. The Hoopball Podcast Network appreciates it. And uh, we will be back. The Sacramento Kings win again. Two straight. 113-92. They beat the New York Knicks. The first stop on this three-game East Coast road trip. We will be back on Wednesday following the game against the Toronto Raptors. Thank you so much for tuning in here to the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.